Hi, and welcome to another great episode of The Caption Life, a podcast about how comics and pop culture impact life and society, and vice versa. Coming to you from deep in the heart of Texas, I'm Kevin, and joining me from somewhere inside the hex are my good buddies, Sean in Indiana. It's been Agatha all along. And James in Kentucky. Hello, one and all. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, we are very excited to bring you a a very special bonus episode this month to talk about, what else? WandaVision. Uh, But before we unpack everything we just witnessed in Westfield, New Jersey, please hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on and follow us on social media at Caption Live on both Twitter and Instagram. You can also find out more info about us and our past episodes at podpage.com slash the caption life. So gentlemen, we have come to the end of WandaVision. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was it everything that you hoped it would be? Nod your heads because this is a podcast and that will that will make for lively listening. <laughs> I you know, I thought um for the first major um you know, TV show slash film that came out for uh, phase four, that this was really well done. It's got everybody hyped up. Um, it's got everyone like really excited, you know, with all the possibilities. It was just, it was written really well. It's, it was just like, you know, my wife and I talked about this after we watched the final episode this morning. It's just like watching a, a Marvel movie just, you know, split up basically, right? Because it was written well, all the action was good, all the, you know, storylines and, and everything was just really well done. Um, right. So I, I really I really enjoyed it. I did, too. And I think like what we should do real quick before we dive too much further into it, because, James, mm-hmm. I definitely want to hear about what you have to say about it. But I think it bears mentioning a spoiler alert is in effect because uh, we may get into some deep stuff in this podcast. And we want everybody to be forewarned that that we're going to talk about the whole thing uh, because it just ended. So heads up. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. And, uh, James, what did you think? So this show was absolutely amazing. Um, you know what? I'm going to go, go ahead and put this in my top five of anything in the MCU. You know, of course, that's a big leap, James. It, it is. Um, I can just rattle off films that this is better than if you want me to. I can go through all those really quick, but I won't because I know we're going to be press for time and then we'll get off into that entire debate. Yeah, well, I think we can say that's better than Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say that for another episode. Right. So, but of course, you know, I'm a big uh, Scarlet Witch fan, so I've been waiting for a thing like this since um, Age of Ultron and it's here and it's lovely and it's just fantastic. I love it. I will. Uh, I will third the motion that uh, it was. It was fantastic. It was really, 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 really great. Really well done. Um, I liked that it was a, a television show because it gave you um, an extended uh, amount of time to do character development, which is something, uh, especially in like Marvel team up movies, there's not always a chance for you to, to, uh, to get everybody's, you know, to develop everybody's character. And they also introduced some new characters. Mm -hmm. They reintroduced some old characters, which I will just say right now that, um, one of the, the biggest beef I have with the season finale was they underused, um, Dr. Darcy Lewis. 
Um, she has become <laughs> my favorite character in the MCU um, because she's brains as well as beauty. And that's my type. And uh, and I was just like, where's Darcy at the whole time? And then she shows up for one quick cameo. And I was like, let down. But other than that, it was fantastic. Well, I mean, but that cameo there she had was just perfect. I love what she did in that. So even though she had a small part, it was awesome. Like, it was mm-hmm. so good. Well, and I think, you know, when you look at social media, everybody loves Darcy. So I think they're going to, you know, bring her back uh, more than, you know, just the Thor movies and everything. I think she's probably going to have more of a recurring role with that. You I know? definitely hope so. I can yeah. see, um, you know, the, the things that they have announced, like Secret Invasion, mm-hmm. um, she could play a role in that. Uh, and something like down, some other other things, TV shows down the road um, or or back into the films. But I listen, I'm still going to hold out hope that we get the Hex Files starring um, Dr. Darcy Lewis and Jimmy Woo. <laughs> That'd so. be great. I, uh, I think those two I characters so. are, have been great on the show and, and has just been real. I, you know, I think we've all said it. It's just, it was just really well written. Like everybody that they had in the show has just had a great part to it and everything. So, um, all right. So let's unpack it a little bit. What, uh, what, what, what surprised you the most about all of it? Like with the, with the twists and turns of the plot and them unraveling it a little bit at a time. Uh, what was, what was your, your favorite surprise or twist? Well, I think. You know, for for me, I'm sure for a lot of people, it was seeing uh, Evan Peters come back as Peter Maximoff from the X-Men world, right? And mm-hmm. it, it kind of goes into like one of the talking points I, I wanted to bring up anyways is that I remember in that episode when he came out, like I literally freaked out loud and my wife was wondering why I was, you know, screaming at the TV because you know, I, I didn't see that one coming. I thought that was just brilliant how they did that. Um, but I think, you know, the other caveat to all that as well, too, is that everybody was hoping that this will be the way that uh, mutants would get introduced, which I knew in my heart of hearts that it wasn't going to be like it was way too early mm-hmm. and that it was, it, you know, part of me wanted it happen, but I was just my my sense, my uh, my rational side was just like, no, there's no way this is how they're going to introduce it, at least not in this show. I, I think they're still going to make that connection, especially with everything that kind of left it, especially mm-hmm. with. You know, Agatha at the end of that episode saying, like, you know, you don't know what you you don't realize what you just did. I think they're still going to tie into it. But um, but I just knew they weren't going to do in the show. And it just kind of makes me wonder. You've heard me talk about how in Spider-Man Far From Home, Marvel really played up the whole multi-universe thing and pretty much written it in a way to where they they prod fun of the people who bought into it and thought, like, this is what was happening, basically. Right. And they kind of did the same thing here with, you know, with hiring specifically Evan Peters and knowing like what it would do to all the MCU and X-Men fans out there. And so like it just kind of begs the question, like, at what point is Marvel going to realize that, you know, if they keep doing this, they're probably going to start pissing off their fan base. No, it's like there's a scene in the movie Basketball, uh, like the guys that created South Park, they have this movie called Basketball. I don't know if you've right, ever seen yeah. it. But they have the the guy on their team that's they call Mouse, and he's like real little. 
and they they like abuse him, right? But he's like, "You guys better quit it thirteen or fourteen more times, and I'm out of here." That's <laughs> that's the fan. That's the Marvel fan right now. You guys yeah. better stop because eventually, somewhere down the road, in a few years after I spend <laughs> hundreds of more dollars on movie tickets, I'm gonna have had enough. I know. Well, and and the thing is, is like, no, you know they were, hold on, hold on, you know that yeah. they were trolling you specifically, Sean, probably. <laughs> That's because I was going to mention, yeah. I was going to mention this because this is one of my favorite twists. But his name was Ralph Boner. I know. Yeah. <laughs> his name was Ralph Boner. That's a joke that you put in to be like, "Ha ha, we got you." Right. Yeah. Exactly. Especially with with everyone who thought Ralph was going to be Mephisto, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing is like, I I'm okay with them like playing around with us because. What they end up doing is they still write good stuff and they still kind of bring you home to it. It's just one of those things. It's kind of like the the Charlie Brown and Lucy football thing, mm-hmm. right? It's like they do that a couple of times, but then they finally let Charlie Brown kick the football and then it's like a great scene, you know? And so mm-hmm. as, as long as they're still cranking that out, they're still bringing home what people want. When Charlie Brown kicks the football is when Cap wields Mjolnir. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the payoff that they were setting us up for. Exactly. But then yeah. immediately they started they started over again because Far From Home came after that. And then <laughs> in consecutive, you know, big time events, they've they've pulled the football away from us. Right. Yeah. So. James, did you have a surprise that you wanted to or a twist that you liked? <laughs> well like uh Paul Bettany has been teasing in interviews for months that he's going to uh, that there's going to be this awesome character reveal and then um, like he is Vision is going to get to fight this new character and stuff and it goes mm-hmm. you know on and on and on he's teasing all this and then he gets to fight himself as the white Vision that was just a really neat thing there at the end of it um, I'm I'm also thrilled they brought they brought the uh, Darkhold in mm-hmm. uh, kind of there at the end, and if you know like uh, a bit about uh, the comics and about chaos magic and everything, I think it could set up the uh, kind of the big bad as being one of the. Um, um, Elder gods from like the primordial mm-hmm. Marvel days and um, everything, and that would be a neat little twist, you know. Especially since we, um, you know, have uh, uh, Doctor Strange two coming up and the Eternals and all that. Mm-hmm. It really could be like setting up a bunch of things, you know, and of course the. Darkhold is how the Marvel Universe has vampires and all of that stuff, too. So, like, you can see connections to Blade, you know, and all this other stuff. So, so what they've done in this show is basically mapped out the MCU easily for the next 10 years. Like, yeah, there's so many ways they could go with it. There are some things that they have to, they have to open up to because, like, they have a relatively reality-based world now that they they have to introduce a way to have you know like you said like vampires they have to introduce they're going to introduce mutants and i i'm very interested because i i would love to see them all keep it in the same universe you know what i mean like yeah 
Uh, I don't mind like the, the idea of a multiverse because we know that that's coming, but like I having everybody exist in the same, um, the same universe is, is very cool. The way that they've branched, uh, the stories out is, is really great. Oh, and that, uh, post credit scene too, you know, kind of harkens back a little bit to, uh, Dr. Strange there and, so that kind of sets things up and stuff. And I'm just like thinking, you know, like in the book of Kegley Ostro and stuff, you know, they kind of warn Dr. Strange, Hey, you know, you really need to read through the end of it because that's where they put the warnings about the spells. And of course the dark holds not going to have that. So mm-hmm. Wanda there, she's, um, teaching herself this sorcery and all that stuff, but it's chaos magic and all that. And it's just like, man, I'm pumped. Like I, um, like I can't wait to see her and, you know, Dr. Strange kind of face off and stuff because, you know, Scarlet Witch is, Hey, how do you you know know? that they're going to face off? Maybe he's just (laughs) going to teach her how to do magic, like in an academic way. Because he's a super nerd and he learned all of his powers by reading books. So, well, but they have to fight some first. Like, you know, they have to do that first before. And then, and then they will scream Martha and then they will team up to to (laughs) defeat a greater enemy. Yeah. Which, (laughs) which, you know, technically, you know, Wanda's kind of learning how to, like, in a way, control her chaos magic a bit from that mm-hmm. book, but it's kind of the flip side of the way that Doctor Strange, you know, yeah, learned can here. I, so it's awesome. Can I pivot? Can I pivot to something? I'm gonna pivot to two things. First, um, James, Wanda, Wanda is your is your lady, isn't she? Like she's your you're smiling. Yes, one hundred percent. Oh yeah. Okay, 100%. so hundred percent. I didn't think that was a secret. I thought he made that well known. I, no, no, oh, he yeah, has. Like, it, it just yeah. occurred to me though. Like James is getting de- like J- James knows a lot about like Wanda, and the Scarlet Witch, because she's she's his his like his fantasy land uh, special lady. This the yes. very same way that I have uh, a, an, an unhealthy attraction to 1992 Rogue. Um, yeah yeah but like all these wheels are turning in my head like james james is like super invested in this because it because of yeah wanda oh, yeah. and then i remember i remember now the because you got a bookmark from phil cv where he did a, a sketch bookmark for you now i've got it's a, all uh, coming back to me it's all starting to the like the story <laughs> of the podcast is all starting to like unravel and make sense now james I've actually got a Jesse Ham, uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, commission being worked on as we Sweet. speak. You're going to um, call him and be like, Hey, can you put her in this new outfit? And well, I kind of, uh, <laughs> gave him the opportunity to do whatever he wants. Sweet. With this one. And I said, you know, if you want to wait until after the show comes out this week to get that do one or if you want to go with the comics mm-hmm. one like it's up to you like i dig them all uh so it's like, gonna be neat to see what he does with this piece i can't james wait is, <laughs> james is like wanda wanda's like vintage wanda's like a vintage wine i like the i like the older stuff i also <laughs> dig, dig the <laughs> stuff. right 
Yeah, for me, rogue. There's only two kinds of rogue. There's there's green and yellow with a leather jacket, and there's Savage Land, and nothing else matters. So, uh, I hey, I guess I just have you know an attraction to like very powerful, but uh, maybe mentally unstable uh, <laughs> characters. Your, I guess. Does your wife know this? Like, like, pretty sure. Pretty Does she sure. fall into that category? <laughs> if she's going to listen to this. <laughs> I think this is how James is going to tell us that he's into S&M. <laughs> <laughs> Torture me one. <laughs> you know, I, I got to say, I think they did a great job of Wanda's, um, I, I don't know what the technical term is, but her headdress that she wears, right? Oh, God. that or, or that the was... crown. I, it, they call it a crown, right? Yeah. Because like I, I've never been a fan of of the style of the way it looks in the comics, but I thought they pulled it off really well in this in the the series, and that it looks you know like good and natural, natural her, like it manifested you know? as part of who she was, right. and then it became part of the the ensemble. Yeah, I right, like that exactly. too. Um, you know, like I one of the things that I love uh, uh is is Magneto's helmet is stupid as all get out but it's it's got a function right like it blocks mm-hmm. professor x from from reading his mind and some of them some of the x-men movies did a good job of like making it look like cool and and functioning and then sometimes it was just it was kind of hokey but like it also her outfit kind of very much like with the with the leather um accents and things like that very mm-hmm. much looked like a child of of magneto um in, right. in the, at the end there, and I dug that too. I dug yeah. that a lot too. Oh yeah. Um, one of the things that I, the other thing besides James's uh, love for Wanda that I was going to pivot to was you know one of the things that we talked about um, a few weeks ago was about all the speculation that happens with with all the this stuff, and I came across something uh, a few days ago that was um, confirmed. Like by the show, like it was a fan theory that was actually confirmed by the show. And it's, there's a scene at the end of the, of the bonus scene in Far From Home when Nick Fury is on the, the spaceship. He mm-hmm. is walking around barefooted and whatnot and he goes up to a computer screen and the computer screen has a, a hexagon shaped thing on it. And so like oh, all these yeah. fan theories are popping up. Uh, and I want to say that even like a, like comicbook.com, uh, ran it. Like it's a huge like Wandavision Easter egg in there, and sure enough, at the end of Wandavision, a scroll shows up to recruit uh, Monica Rambeau, mm-hmm. and she's there as an emissary for none other than Nick Fury. Right, Nicholas. I'm like dang yep. Fury. Someone called it. <laughs> yeah. Even Madden was sitting there like as soon as he scrolled up, he goes as soon as she showed up, he was like, "Oh, Nick Fury." <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like Captain America and the Avengers. Oh, I got that reference. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm like yes, yes, yes. Like that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Like, so, that, so like like James said, they're definitely laying the groundwork for some of the cool things that they're going to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, and do just want to bring up uh, one I uh, one comment from a friend of the pod, uh, Sweeney Boo. Uh, she mm-hmm. put out a tweet today that said, Wanda Maximoff fighting in sweatpants is a big mood. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which definitely kind of has that whole kind of like, um, 
almost like pandemic response thing too <laughs> with us all kind of being like I don't want to wear real clothes to do anything and she goes out there and kicks ass and sweatpants and stuff like that was pretty cool little nod yeah. so I wanted to bring that up no the, the the end the the fight and stuff at the end and how like it evolved because you could tell um, that Agatha had some sort of like upper hand for like a lot of it. And you were like, there was two or three like turns, right. That, Oh, uh, like Wanda, Wanda got the, Wanda got the best of her. And then like, Nope. And then Wanda got the best of her. And then Nope. And the way that it played out, um, was like, it seemed, it seemed like the, the natural conclusion, um, you know, for their, for their conflict, but also the way that, the way that it ended, um, <clears throat> excuse me the way that it ended was also like very <clears throat> i'm not i'm not choking up i literally am just trying to clear my throat but the uh, way that it ended uh-huh. was was extra <laughs> was it was emotional um like we watched it as a family uh and like my wife was like very upset at like her at wanda having to like give up her husband and children because my wife also has like a, a very smart husband like the vision i mean i don't have <laughs> I don't have his um, his physique, but I do have his uh, pink complexion. Do you not um, get enough compliments at home, Kevin? Is that what you're fishing for here? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just you know I'm <laughs> some some people would would um, would describe me as like sentient cyborg esque, <laughs> but but it was sad. Caroline you know, like, doesn't count. <laughs> from okay, so one one of the things I noticed is that in the last two and a half episodes, it took a hard pivot to being about Wanda. Like it was her, it was her story. Vision was her creation in the story. And so it was, it was mostly, it became mostly about Wanda. And I Mm -hmm. I was fully invested in that because, um, vision is essentially a soulless character until he became part of, you know, until he learned love through Wanda, but like, she's, she's the bread and butter of it all. Mm -hmm. And, um, it very much became about her. And I think for somebody like my wife who connected with that character, especially because she is a wife and a mother and she mm-hmm. is trying to carve out a little piece of, you know, utopia for herself in the world, um, that having to give all of that up was, was very difficult. And right. so, uh, spoiler alert that we just ruined it for you, but, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, like it was, it was, it was moving at the end, but that's like, that's the way that that's the, that is like the, the, what makes Marvel films good. The same way it makes Pixar film goods. Like if you're not moved to emotion, then the story, the story isn't hitting on all cylinders. Right. I mean, yeah. have you all ever read, um, uh, um, Avengers, uh, Children's Crusade came out a few mm. years ago after like uh, like uh, House of M and all that stuff, but um, uh, it it introduces um, Wanda's kids again, uh, right? And they weren't just like it's like their souls were actually kind of like put into other people and Mm -hmm. after that and of course 
she kind of reconnects with them after everything she's been through and all of that. So I, so I could see a way for Marvel to bring those two back. Oh yeah. I definitely feel you like know, we haven't seen the last of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, we well, definitely I mean, have seen the last that, of them. Yeah. Well, the end, the end credits seem pretty much confirmed that because you hear, uh, I don't know if it was Billy or Tommy, but you hear one of them say, mom, help, mom, help, you know? Yeah. So obviously they're going to be coming back. Some, some yeah. Way. Yeah. Yep, it just depends on how they're going to do it. Um, which we're not going to speculate, James. It's against right. <laughs> company policy. Well, but, but we can get know, excited about it. Yeah, but you know that's a neat thing about the um, the um, the um, MCU. Like they do their own thing, mm-hmm. and you know they're you know, based on the comics, but they, but it's kind of their own thing, but they kind of throw these little nods and little things your way forward, like the comic book nerds like us. But even if you don't read those, you know, it's still like its own thing and you can enjoy that too. So I think that's really pretty neat. And, uh, did, uh, do you all see the tweet from the woman? Like this was like a few weeks ago. Like she had never watched like any of the Avengers, any of the MCU, none of that stuff, but wanted to watch um, Wanda Vision and try to get into it. But she's like, I don't know how all this stuff is, you know, interconnected and all that. Who finds that tweet other than Paul? Bettany and offers mm-hmm. to walk her through all the events that led up to the MCU. And she's like, you know, if you're going to do that, let's do that. And I'm just like, that's so cool that, you know, cause this can almost be a jumping on point because, you know, it does kind of have those, um, like those callbacks and stuff, but everything's yeah, kind of moving they've forward. Really, they've really built that in well to a lot of the stories in the MCU. Um, and WandaVision, of course, is a television show, so every show every show begins with previously on WandaVision. Um, yeah, but awesome. but at the same time, uh, you are right. Like there is a there is a a really great um, there is a really great like natural like point like jump on point that you can that you can it's it's almost like you know picking up a comic book in the middle of a run and being like oh i want to read more of this and and you eventually do maybe want to go back and and see what led to it but like you know you're the story the story's always moving forward and i think yeah. that's one of the great things that the mcu is doing yeah so so you know it's really neat like they're taking this stuff that they done before and they're kind of explaining it but they're moving it forward and things it's just like man it's awesome yeah. mm-hmm. just all the way around okay so after watching WandaVision I still have a lot of questions are you guys ready for this yeah do yeah. it okay. Sean do it so here it is when this when the season ended and you know we find out that Westview was an actual town but if you remember in episode Four, I believe, when we first see Jimmy Woo and uh, Monica Rambo, the local police officer says that they've never heard of Westview. So my question is, why did they never? Ha- why did they never hear of Westview before? Right? 
And and so it just seems like that's a that's like a plot hole in the storyline there. Correct. Uh, who was the missing person that Jimmy Woo was sent to find? We still don't know who that person is. <laughs> mm. Right? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it was, you know, the, the lady at the end of the, the show, she was like, my husband went on a business trip. Please tell him to never come back here. Maybe it was maybe it was her husband like calling the FBI because he couldn't find the wife. I don't know. But you're right. They left that open. I know. But I mean, again, that just seems really weird. We have like those officers said, like, I've never heard of this town before. And, and correct. And they've lived, you know, so it's just like weird stuff. Um, this is not so much like a plot hole issue, but. Again, I think it's really interesting how Agatha said, um, you know, Wanda, you don't uh, understand what you've just unleashed and all that. So I think it'd be interesting to see. We still really don't know who the aerospace engineer is. I know Correct. people are saying that um, that female soldier that she met with was the aerospace engineer. But if you listen carefully, she actually never really confirms that's the same person because the aerospace engineer was mentioned as, you know, one person. And then she, um, when she's talking about meeting the uh, military person, she said, like, her contact. So those could be two different people. So we still don't actually know who the aerospace engineer friend is yet. Correct. Uh, why did Hayward create a fake tape of Wanda stealing Vision? <laughs> like, it just seemed like it was unnecessary. I, I think it was probably something that was a storytelling tactic for us. But if this was something that was happening in real life, like, I don't understand why he created a fake tape of Wanda stealing vision, you know, I guess maybe to justify going in to take her out. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, I don't think they need a vision. I don't think they need that tape to justify. Right. She had created that massive, right. that massive <laughs> prison of people. So yeah, you get exactly. Point. So, yeah. So it's just like, why? Right. Um, let's see here. Oh, and then, so at the end, again, spoiler alert, Wanda takes away the hex, right? But somehow, Agatha still is under the influence. So that might be a spell maybe. So mm -hmm. that might be a separate thing. But then my next question is, does Monica still have her power? Oh yeah. I, I thought about that too. They didn't touch on that. Right. So, and I hit my microphone there, so I don't know if that's going to get caught up, but yeah. So does Monica still have her powers? That's um, because, because after that went away, you don't see her blue eyes mm -mm. Um, from after she got the powers and everything. I hope they keep, the powers because I think that was that's will be really exciting. Um, but th that was something that I just kind of noticed is like she's not like they're not they made the point to show that she, um, to not show her powers, and so it makes me wonder if she still has it or not. So, I've so got those thoughts. are the questions I still have about WandaVision after watching the whole series. Well, if they'd answered them all, there'd be no reason to tune into the next thing that they come out with. Yeah, I know <laughs> it's the nature of the beast. It's right. the tease. It's the tease on the last page of the comic book when you find out that the real villain was hiding in the shadows all along. All right. <laughs> so um, I've got thoughts really quickly about those last two things, Sean. I'll go through them really quickly. Um, mm -hmm. I think they're going to turn Monica Rambo into her uh, uh, Spectrum uh, character that they so. did. Um, yeah. Like, she, like she was the first like female Captain Marvel. They took that from her and gave it to Carol, and then she went through some different names. But I really think they have it set up perfectly for her to be Spectrum. Um, Wasn't one of those names Photon? I I think so. Uh, Spectrum. I, can't, I don't know of, a lot about. I don't know as much about that character, ashamedly. Uh, but 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 yeah, Spectrum kind of like 
is in the forefront of my head there a lot with her. Um, and as far as Agatha goes, um, you know, Wanda kind of says, like, she tells Wanda that you're going to need me. You don't know what you've done. And, and Wanda's like, well, if I need you, I know where to find you. Mm-hmm. And in the comics, Agatha really um, is like a mentor to Wanda. So mm-hmm. I've got, so something's going to happen and Wanda's going to go get her and like, like mm-hmm. essentially I, make her work yeah. for it. I think she's going to be like another Loki, like mm-hmm. a, not necessarily a villain all the time, but not always a hero. I, I think she's going to be coming out like that because I, I was just like, I, I think it'd be way too, um, disappointing if they just made her a villain like straight off the top because like we just get introduced to her we still don't know like why she became a villain other than like her own mother and coven tried to destroy her but i think it's just going to be more of like a loki situation where it's it's not going to be like a clear cut like she's a villain or anything it's almost like an anti-hero in a sense. well and and another another thing to pay attention to because we talked about this when we talk about star wars is about the, the lineal timeline is that they established that she was a witch for 300 plus years and she's just been sitting on the sidelines this whole right. time. All right. <laughs> so she's, so if she hasn't gotten involved as a hero yet. It points to probably she's selfish, but like Loki, um, like they'll be faced, they'll be faced with a, with a, uh, a villain or some, a problem that will, will be her undoing as well. Mm-hmm. And so she'll be like, I can be good this one time because right. it beats being dead. And that's kind of like, so. and, and you know, that's kind of her character in the comics. Like she's not exactly good, but she's not exactly bad either. And, right. uh, uh, like she was also like, uh, Franklin Richards, nanny basically and she kind of mm-hmm. uh helped train Wanda how to use those powers but she always had this kind of like like she always did what she thought was best even if it wasn't the right thing to do even mm-hmm. if it wasn't the heroic thing to do so it's going to be interesting to see how she's used uh uh going forward in the MCU yeah. and I'm also, stoked for that um Catherine Hahn is such a great actress. I think a lot of the the reason why these films are so successful um, or these projects are so successful is because of the people that they hire to be um, in these films. And they, they bring a lot of like, not just like professionalism, but like a lot of their own personal, like charm and charisma and things like that. Um, just, I mean, I'll point to it again, like the way that um, Hemsworth's Thor evolved uh, over the over the years, so they let him be more um, Hemsworthy and rather than uh, Asgardian, and his character got to be so much more cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's that's what it is. Is like there's there's really great actors and actresses that play these roles, and we want them we want them to continue. Like to me, it's a shame that there's no more Thanos because Thanos was one of the best characters in the Marvel universe, and mm-hmm. I honestly thought that they probably should have created some sort of special. Um, like special award category for like motion capture because 
uh oh my gosh i'm blanking on his name now josh josh brolin Brolin. josh Josh brolin um did such a phenomenal job you for when you watch those movies you forget that that purple monster is a computer generated image Mm -hmm. he seems like a the real deal yeah um so i think that's another big another big plus for for what marvel has going on because they picked the right people yeah agreed so anything else to wrap it up we want to do we want to discuss Ralph Boner anymore? <laughs> um, because I can just say Ralph Boner so many times and it never gets old. Ralph, Boner. please don't hurt me. <laughs> like, like, as soon as his necklace came off, he's like, please don't hurt me. Um, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if, uh, the white vision finds Wanda like after he kind of processes all the memories and all that. Cause he just flew off mm-hmm. at the end. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if, um, yeah, like that's the second time they left you hang- back. That's the second time they've left us hanging about what happened to vision. Cause the yeah. first time it was, uh, it was infinity war. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like, he's gone again and nobody knows what happened to him. Yeah. So, uh, so that part's cool. Um, God, there's just so many, uh, really Let's, great things with this and we can go on all night, but you know what we should do? I think, I think that in a few weeks we should record another very special episode where we react, react to, uh, the, the Snyder cut of justice league. What do y'all say? <laughs> no, nah, cause that, that might just be all of three of us going, eh, <laughs> well, you know, we got uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier dropping. What is it? The fifteenth, nineteenth. Uh, yeah, it's the same. It's like it's, literally it, the same day, the day as, next day. Okay, because Justice League I think comes out on the eighteenth. Yeah, we listen, guys. I mean, uh, we. I don't think I don't think anybody can. I don't think the our listening audience. Uh, I don't think we're hiding it very well that we're kind of biased towards like our favor for the <laughs> MCU. So, um, I mean, I'm interested about other things going on, but right. Yeah, we just kind of need to forget the DC it's a re, movies. It's a remake or a redo of a movie that came out a few years ago and it wasn't very good. And so, right. but we shall see. Hey, uh, you know what? We are a unusual couple of friends and, <laughs> and that wraps up another episode of the caption life. We hope you enjoyed listening. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button on whatever major podcast platform you listen to. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Caption Life. If you like what we're doing, give us a shout out, tag us in a post. Uh, and for more information about us and all of our previous episodes, visit podpage.com slash the caption life. Uh, until next time, good journey. One division.